Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard-earned, real-world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. We all go through times where it's survival mode. You know, it's just, you're just overloaded, overcommitted, uh, you know, lost some people, some things happen, you know, global scale uh, or, you know, national scale or just company or family, whatever. You don't have enough money, enough time, enough people, and you're just running. Yep. But the you can't run like that all the time. And you get the idea of being at a, you want to have some cushion and some float in your schedule to refresh and replenish so you can stay. You got to make the thing fun for yourself. And the hard thing, I've heard this all along, that the hardest thing for high achievers is to keep themselves excited about what they've got to do, <laughs> you know, to stay on top and to keep improving, you know. Sure. Because it's not enough just to do it. And like Bjorn Borg, he was like at 29 or something, gave up tennis. Because he just didn't want to practice that much anymore. You know, he just now if someone could have come in there and some kind of maybe, you know, middle coach, you know, some kind of thing like that, and found a way to make put some fun and some game type thing into his practicing, but he had worked his way up to the point where it was all he could think of it is like six hours a day of drudgery. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and no. You know, then he's out. You know, you're yeah. you're pretty much beat when you get to the point where you look at it like that. But that's how an idea, you know, ideas control everything. Because what your one idea from all of a sudden looking at it totally different. And that's why it's important to have positive type people in your life, you know, that yeah, 100 percent And I also and, think I also think on that line, it's interesting because with the tennis example, you know, I know Richard Branson would always say that. You know, when it no longer becomes fun, get out. And sometimes, sometimes that does lead you towards perhaps something else that makes brings joy. And you, and you know, yeah. when you're doing something that you like and you enjoy, you don't have to muster up motivation. And I think that the motivation just is there. You're just creating right. on it all the time. Right. And if it becomes a you know a drudgery a little bit. You know, it also may be a, an omen sometimes. Sometimes that's an omen to like something else might be pulling you. And I, and I, I for me, luckily, I don't need to motivate myself per se uh, here. I'm already motivated, right? Yeah. But, but, you know, I do, I do think there's times where maybe it's time for people to pivot and time to look at like, well, what is pulling you? Well, yeah. I think that's the thing. If you look at it, uh, Robert, it's the same thing as running a company. You know, you're always changing and adapting. And as, you grow, you got to look at you. I'm, I'm like a company. And so I've got to constantly be pivoting. Like you don't have to keep doing the same thing. When things get to be a drag for you, that's usually the time that you need to turn over yeah. all of it or some of that to somebody else. Yeah. Because when it's a drag for you and you're the one with the experience, the insight, the, uh, you know, the potential, the skills, well, uh, the important when you're inspired, you're going to think of all kinds of things that you can't think if you're always in there washing and folding the towels, you yeah, know. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, maybe that's a sign that you're bored. You know, I would not argue with uh, 
the magnificent uh, Richard Branson. But the thing is, sometimes we say these things, or be you know, he, you know, he, he, if you were around him, you'd get the whole picture to it, you know, rather than the snippet. But the thing is, you know, if you burn out of something, offload. What you know, take the time, do for yourself, like you and I are talking about listening to customers. What are they really saying? Well, what are you really saying to yourself? It's like, no, I like this, I love this, I'm good at it, I always have. I'm not all of a sudden I don't like business, you know, it's like, uh, but I don't like that. And so that's where you go and you say, I ain't doing that anymore, you know, and you know why I'm not doing it because it poisons my mind. I've done it long enough, you know. It's got to be done. It's important. Yeah. You know, we got to have a powerful person to do it for us. I can't do it anymore. Hundred yeah. percent. And it could be also could just be your. I mean, you want to check some things before you before you bail. It could be yeah. somebody who's around <laughs> you that's kind of toxic, or it could be, uh, you know, it right. could be you need to shed roles. Right? You got to shed roles. You got to write things up and get them off your plate and, and put somebody there. Or it could be that you took a series of losses or, or failures back to back to back, and you feel a little tired. You know, and right. you just got to you got to rehab right. yourself a little it, bit. Cumulative. You know. Yeah. And we all go through this and we got to refresh and everything. But the deal is don't, you you know, you can change directions, but I always find that if you offload certain things, you create the opportunity to accelerate in other areas. That's the way to look at it. It's like, I would say your subconscious is telling you, you've got greater fish to fry out there that's burbling beneath the surface that they want to come out now. Yeah. But uh, these other things are just interfering. You're going crazy like that. It's like time, find somebody else to do, you know, get it done, redesign your, bring in a consultant if you've got to. It's in in my, I showed it to somebody else the other day. In fact, it is in my book, What Works. And and I talk about shedding roles and um, because we had a call with somebody, we had a call with a prospect and he'd been doing his company for years. And, um, but I noticed with that company was like, it's really time to shed roles. Like, like it was, it was with a smaller, different company with our, our sister company. And, and you got to be able to write up the roles that you're wearing and, and get right. them off your plate and put people on that role, train them up and get them going. And yeah. it's always your job to shed roles and build the team, you know? Yeah. Um, that's key. And otherwise, it's going to become not fun. Yeah. And that's uh, uh, a lot of times when you're used to, you know, the, the president, founder, or whatever, you're, you're used to doing it all yourself. But at some point you got to grow up and say, if I don't change, I'm going to continue to be doing this the rest of my life. And I only, the problem that the the wise way to look at it, you know, is of course it's going to be done perfectly if you do it because you've done it a million times. And of course they're going to screw it up a little bit for a while, but the deal is you're picking up another 24 hours in the day. And if you, you know, until you bring somebody on board, you got, you're, you're still trying to find out how to do it with your 24 hours. And once we all reach our maximum efficiencies, you know, we get our time down and our meals down and our workout. And so, you know, as a salesperson, I maximum, I can making all the calls I can make all the sales I can make. Yeah. Now, what are you going to do? Because if you keep doing that, you're going to grind yourself into a powder. So you got to off find a way to duplicate yourself and, and you create your people wonder, how do you create systems by offloading those jobs? You know, and you offload the system, you know, how do you do it? How can you get somebody else to do it? Start with the simplest steps and then go from there. But when you go in there, let's just talk about, uh, uh, I just thought that was great time. Uh, 
uh, and great thought and great reason to write a book. Like, what works? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I mean, I've been doing. This. I was doing this for a while. I started the company, and and um, I, I write as I showed you my moleskin. I write notes a lot. I write a lot. I love writing. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot, write notes, my, my Apple notes. And, and often when we would do things uh, and things worked and, and, you know, a lot of people don't, they don't write down what worked, right? They, they just go on. They had a great week. That's it. See you next weekend or next week, whatever. Yeah. Well, I I tend to write down like when we're doing well, I, I I would tend to dissect like, well, what happened? What did we do? What worked, you know? And To me, that's always been really, really important. It's like you got to sort of reflect a little bit. People only often reflect when it's negative. They they look at right. things tank and then they start looking and they're yeah. like, what's going on? What do I need to change? But when it's great and you made a great commission or your income's great or things are going well and you're winning, they don't look. Uh, they just go into the next week. And that would be the time to write down the pattern, build the successful model. For those of you who are sick and tired of fooling around and are dead serious about wanting to move up fast, I've got something especially for you. I've combined the best insights from over 40 years in business and making $70 million in income and compressed them into a free webinar. That's right. It's a free resource. If you want to find out exactly what the concepts are that I use in coaching million dollar earners, register now at widelonwinning.com you'll discover the five-part framework used by so many to reach their financial, personal, and professional goals. You can find that link in this episode's show notes. You know, Robert, that is such a powerful point. Yeah. And I think we, most of us, overlook that because the president founder of our company would talk about when he started, he said, you know, he had a lot of success, legendary, you know, whatever. But he said, you know, the only thing I remember, I only, I only remember the time people said no, you know, and the disappointments, it just burned my soul, you know, but that's going to be the natural reaction. But what, if you go out there, but he's also, he was also excellent at writing down the positive, you know, do this, do that, the other. Yeah. yeah. And, I think he stopped when he got it up to, we had a manager meeting. He gave us the handouts. It was like, he actually read them and went through them one by one. 176 things. If you do these things, you'll win. Nice. Nice. Yeah. But it was specific to be, you know, it was just like every kind of situation he had it down. But uh, the thing is what he didn't do was like lessons from the people who went, bad you know and a lot of times they're they're just going to turn on you and there's not much you can learn from that but uh you can't dwell on things you can't control but when you go in like i did that when i started uh in sales you know i i had this white notebook i would put lessons i learned what works for me you know i'm saying i don't really care what works for everybody else in the world i i need to know what works for me and so that's what was my own version of what works yeah, that's right. And uh, one thing I, I, re- I remember one thing from it is like, you know, you make an appointment and uh, it, it was in a, we were in Atlanta at the time. So I make an appointment like on a Monday for a Wednesday night uh, to go see somebody. And of course, I show up on Monday night. I mean, Wednesday night, they're not there. 
after driving through Atlanta traffic and this and the other is like, okay, Mr. Stupid, confirm your appointment <laughs> before you leave the office. Yeah. Right before you make yeah. that 45 minute drive. Yeah. Just give them a heads up and say, things are looking great. Got some exciting stuff to show you. Can't yeah. wait. I'm getting in the car now, you know? Yeah. And uh, see you in 45 minutes. But just because if they're not there, find out. But just a simple thing like that is like where I'm teaching myself. Yeah. <laughs> but little things like that, you can make yourself super efficient you know yeah i i uh i talked to uh i've had him on the podcast before his name is cosmo but in palm beach he cuts my hair what's left of it and he goes he runs this uh uh salon you know he makes about a million dollars a year out of it yeah and it, they don't make that much money in the hair business you know yeah yeah I, I, I got that out recently i've heard that yeah. yeah it's pretty pathetic and uh but he said, people all the time asking him what his system is, you know. And uh, he and I have a great management course every time I get my hair cut, you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's a very short period of time because he doesn't have much to work with. But yeah. we always laugh about these things. He said, my system, he says, he says, here's my system. If I walk, if, he said, if I walk through that doorway and I have a bump in my shoulder on the right hand side, you know what I do? The next time I walk through that door, I, I move over to the middle a little bit more so I don't bump my shoulder. Right. That's my system. Yeah. Well, <laughs> of course, correct. Guys that bump their shoulder yeah. every time they walk through the door yeah. and they never make an adjustment. Yeah. And, but that's doing off of what works. You know? yeah. And life will teach you. The thing is, life will teach you. Business will teach you if you get off your rear and you know, follow your curiosity. Yeah. You know, your curiosity is telling you where to go. Yeah. It's telling where you to go. You know, it's what, what for whatever reason, there's something in there for you to go next. May not be for the rest of your life, but follow the curiosity. Don't sit around and flip quarters and say, I wish I could do it. No, do something about it. Read a book or yeah. talk to somebody or somehow move in that direction. But then when you get in there, what you run into uh, that's an obstacle that tells you what you need next, need yeah. to solve. Yeah. And basically, what some people do, they root wrong. They say, "Oh, that's why I can't do it. I don't have the money, or I don't, you know, this that." And the other. No, no, no. <laughs> that's telling you what you need next. Yeah. The world is full yeah, that's of right. Elements, you that's know? right. And I think the the problems, the the pro the, the pro, you know, things in life present themselves sometimes as problems or whatever. But if you kind of look at them as omens and you kind of think. To some degree, like okay, what, what like this is actually an opportunity. Like if it's frustrating, it could be yeah. it could actually be an the the opportunity manifesting. Yeah, and right. you know, rather than some nuisance, so you just need to look at it and kind of go, okay, well, what is the opportunity? Yeah, you know, and the thing, it's kind of encouraging when you realize every obstacle you run into the people that come behind you are going to run into as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So every time you figure something out or you move up a notch, now you you're moving, you know, more secure in your position and creating a place for yourself in that industry. Yeah. And uh, you're making progress where it doesn't, that's, that's the progress 
the only progress you can make, you can't start being interested in something right from the beginning, starting making millions of dollars a year. You've got to start to where you learn where, what the terms are, how they, it actually works, you know, where the success is, where the fun is, where the needs are, and what, in, what side of that is most exciting to you. Yeah. And so all of that is the progress you've got to make just to warm up and get in the game, you know? Yeah. Yep. And you you did a lot of that by trying different businesses, but also reading and moving forward. Now, in what would you, what part of what works would you say, you know, because we're going to wrap things up, but uh, in the book, what do you uh, hear back from other people? And uh, uh, what are you the proudest about that part of that book, maybe that uh, you really helps people more than others other than the title to me i think the title right off the bat is a home run well i i think that i think that just taking complex things and making them simple and and and, and taking a common sense approach to a lot of things and i think would um, you repeat that repeat that please take, take you know taking complex things and making them simple and just taking a common sense approach you know and i think that in that book when you look at that book and the way i write I don't try to be sophisticated. I try to be layman terms and commonsensical so people understand. And I think that, um, you know, everything, you can break things down to a common sense, simple solution. And that's always kind of the mission of like, you know, don't get overwhelmed with complexities. Like try, try to try to distill it down to a very basic common sense truth because that is most likely the answer. Yeah, and being able to do that gives you incredible power because it's like exactly, you know, exactly where the rubber meets the road, where the difference is going to be made. Yeah, and uh, uh, actually, I've heard that said that uh, the mark of genius is taking complex issues and making them simple. Yeah, you know, because you just sit and you see how the pieces, you know, all the fractals come together and. Yeah. Uh, uh, molecules or whatever, how they, they cycle with each other. And uh, most things, even the computers, like you're, it's so easy to get confused or be overwhelmed with coding, things like that. But it's ones and zeros. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's, it's and like in the computer world, it's every step is one simple step. And then you put another simple step on top of it. But it has to be the exact simple step. Because yeah. you're going to have a machine, you know, robotics, you're going to have a machine doing that. And they're right. not going to have time to kind of remember something that's not there. And so when you right. can do that, take the you're taking the guesswork out of success. And this yeah. is really why what the enjoyment is of talking to a person like yourself. and for, So people can get exposed to yeah. ideas and uh, that kind of thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I agree. Life is full of mysteries, you know, com- complexities, confusion, everything. But when you take the guesswork out of the patterns that are going to give you the highest uh, percentage of success, and you can create a rut, basically, of staying in that groove, you're not wasting time and you're maximizing your chance for success. Anything, last thing, uh, Robert, that you want to uh, pass on as a final word to our, our listeners? Well, I would just say, I, I don't know what the listener audience looks like or, or who's out there. Um, but if you are an entrepreneur or you're just starting on your journey, 
I think just make sure that every day you kind of kind of write down the vision of like, what am I trying to do? Right. And keep yourself inspired by by sort of that is your mountain, that is your beacon. Write down what am I trying to do? What's my vision? Yeah. And then work your way backward from there. So that's the outcome that you want. Work your way backward from there and 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 map out the steps that are involved with that and just kind of keep doing that every day and 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 keep learning and um and studying everything you can um but just remind yourself of that every day and just keep pushing to make progress towards it fantastic well said i'm looking forward to seeing how uh you continue to grow and uh compound and multiply your company uh, you're you've got so many decades of compounding in front of you congratulations yeah. Yeah. on having this much success so early in your career and uh, best wishes for you, your family and your company. Thanks, Larry. I definitely appreciate it. Take care. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Million Dollar Mastermind. If you felt there were any valuable takeaways from this episode, please take a minute and leave us a five-star review. Your feedback is important and really helps us get the word out to a wider audience. Remember, we have a valuable webinar that is absolutely free. Register for it right now at whitealanwinning.com. Thanks for listening.